You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Nick Filato and Chris Bump. And today we are going to be discussing the Giants' recent loss, 4-7 and seven on the season. They fall to the Miami Dolphins, 20-9. to nine. The reaction show was probably as you would expect, and today is going to have a very similar tone as we're finding out that Jake Fromm might be starting next game. We're going to talk about a little bit about that, some of the various takeaways that we really could put together after watching that uh, pretty sloppy performance on uh, you know different levels, mostly offensively. But the one thing that we were discussing before we, we got rolling here, and I think is a really good point to, to talk about, is some of the decision-making from Joe Judge in this game. Um, and I don't think that we're really at the point where we were with Pat Shermer after two years, where I, I remember when Chris and I were doing the pod, we were like, just get rid of Pat Shermer, uh, like around this this same time, and they ended up firing him. I don't know if I'm there. I'm really there yet, but um, to this past game was very questionable for some of the decision making by Joe Judge. Some of the timeouts, uh, decisions to punt when maybe they would have been interesting for them to to gamble a little bit. They're de- they only have four wins in the season. You'd maybe think that they would try to take a chance like that, but I feel like we're all on the same page here that that Joe Judge. Uh, probably had one of his worst games in terms of decision-making. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. And this is one where I think I'm in the same boat as you, Joe. I'm not like, oh, get rid of him, like sign it off, like he's gone. But I am questioning almost every game. I, I evaluate these games and I'm like, what does Joe Judge do exactly well? And I, I'm struggling to find a, an answer to that because the team, you know, I want to believe like, okay, fundamentals, they're going to be well prepared. It doesn't seem like they are. They still commit some questionable penalties, at least throughout the season they have. And I look at the scenario in the second half where Mike Glennon took a sack and it was second and 23. And this is a second half timeout that Joe Judge ends up burning, which those are really valuable in close games. When you're backed up in your own end, you call a timeout there because your team is unprepared and they don't know exactly what's going on on a second and 23 situation. And then the following play, they take another sack. Like, And then there's actually a, um, a delay a game penalty on the next play to put them in a third and 33. It's like, what about that scenario is advantageous for the New York Giants offense to win football games? And this is Joe Judge. This isn't a one-off thing. He calls a lot of questionable timeouts a lot of the time, dude, throughout this season. We've talked about it on this podcast. There were many times where Joe Judge has, we've criti- critiqued and criticized his timeout calling and then there's also the uber conservative nature of joe judge where it's a fourth and two it's midway through the third quarter and you punt the football when you're in miami's territory and he punted the football in miami's territory twice and i understand man and this is where there, there could be a debate i think look you have mike lennon as your quarterback you you, you your offense is abysmal but 
he's made these decisions with Daniel Jones as his quarterback. There's not a lot of faith in the offense, and I, and I get that, but there does become a point where I feel like you have to be a little bit more aggressive, and it all depends on the context of the game. And Joe Judge is all about field position, all about field position, which is another reason why I thought it was really wild that he called that timeout, second and 23, backed up on your own end. Why would you burn a second-half timeout in that situation? Yeah, I'm right there with you. The, the first timeout the Giants had to burn because the – quarter I think it was the first quarter was running down you know that one I I understand you know they thought they were they would be able to run out the clock but the game clock was just a little bit ahead of the play clock you know whatever that's that's screwed up but it's it's not the it's not the kind of egregious screw-ups that we're used to seeing that's that's kind of just your run-of-the-mill screw-up but that's that sequence with the timeout sack delay a game sack in the third quarter that was bad and also the fourth and two okay i get it the defense is playing really well and you have no confidence in your offense to pick up two yards when you need to but yeah the, the giants consistently are cautious and conservative until they get desperate and that makes it kind of easy for opposing teams. Like, how often did we see the Giants look like they're going to go for it, try to draw the draw the defense off sides, and then not go for it? Yeah, either take the delay game to get to give Riley Dixon a little bit more room to work with, or call a timeout and punt. You know, whatever. Yeah, the defense kind of knows what they're going to get from the Giants' offense, and a lot of it does fall on Joe Judge's shoulders. I don't think he is, I don't think everything we see on the field was his fault, but a lot of it is his responsibility. He is the head coach. This is what he signed up for. He's not an offensive coordinator anymore. And he really does need to start game planning and coaching to win games. I'm not going to invoke Herm Edwards. I'm not going to invoke Herm Edwards here, but yeah, coaching and playing to not lose games is not going to win you very many games, which is what we have seen where basically the giants play to not lose and then hope the other team loses the game themselves. And the other thing I just want to throw, throw in there. I don't mean to cut you off, Nick, but you, you said earlier, Nick, that, it's hard to really figure out what value Joe Judge is really bringing to the table. And the one strength of this team that that we've been clearly talking about for the past two years under his regime, it's been the defense. And that's all Patrick Graham's doing. That's nothing that, that Joe Judge necessarily is, is doing. He's not the one calling the defensive plays. He's not the one putting together the game plan defensively. And he's not the one who's who's leading to these really good defensive plays and strong defensive performances. So like, that's where I'm really starting to get hung up on is the one thing that's going well for this team is not a direct result of something that he's doing. Yes. And he is the the head football coach. So I think if we're going to be fair, we, we should give him some credit because he is the one who brought in Patrick Graham. And I think, I think that's a, uh, a fair thing to do, but at the same time, you got to look at everything holistically and the state of the 2021 New York giants and the 2020 New York giants hasn't been great. Under his reign, it has not been good in a lot of it, man. I mean, I think you can point towards the coaching staff and Jason Garrett's included in this. Look back at Washington. You look back at Atlanta. The Giants might win those football games if it wasn't for the coaching. And that's a huge indictment, man. That's two games. That's That could be a playoff berth 
right there. And you're still having just similar mistakes that we saw against Miami. And I understand there are excuses, man. The offensive line is crap. Dave Gettleman has not assembled the best roster offensively. Daniel Jones, I think there's huge question marks if he's the guy. And he had Mike Glennon as his quarterback. But everybody has excuses in the NFL. You have to overcome your excuses. And Joe Judge isn't doing that right now. And there has to be serious questions about his long standing here with New York if the Giants are going to bring an out-of-house general manager into the building, which they very well might. Dave Gettleman is not going to be here, and that just kind of begs the question, is it going to be Kevin Abrams or is it going to be somebody out-of-house? And will that out-of-house general manager want Joe Judge to be his head coach? And if he doesn't, then I think you have to go with the general manager and try to just blow the whole thing up because it's not working right now, which is not something I wanted. You don't want to just keep recycling through head coaches. Nobody wants that, but you can't force a John Idzig Rex Ryan situation and expect to win. Yeah. The, the Giants are all about consistency, but what are they trying to be consistent in? What do they, what, you know, what do, what kind of continuity do they want? Do you want to just keep Joe Judge around if, if your new general manager doesn't want him just because you don't want to be the team constantly cycling through head coaches every two years? I mean, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they knew they missed on Josh Rosen and they cut him loose after one year. They got Kyler Murray and now they have the best record in the NFC. This, the Giants cannot just lock themselves into an arrangement that isn't working just because they're already invested in it. They need to fish or cut bait. And I do think judge his future should come down to whatever the new general manager thinks. Now, of course that does assume there is a new general manager, but I I would be absolutely stunned if Dave Gettleman is here next year, stunned and very, very disappointed. And yeah, just to circle back to the way Joe judge calls a game, the decisions he makes for most of the game about being you know, cautious and conservative. This is something uh, Chargers head coach Staley said after their, their game yesterday. He said, what I've learned and come to accept and embrace is I don't care how we lose or the optics of it. Being conservative just preserves stats and let and lets you feel that you're closer than you really are. My main my mindset is to do everything we can to win the game on our terms, not someone else's. And if it doesn't happen, I'm good with that. I, could, could we imagine a New York Giants head coach saying that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That would be awesome, man, to, to have a coach that that is, hey, look, I'm going to play my style of football. We're going to be aggressive and we're going to go out there and win football games. And that's what we're going to do. We're not going to allow the other team or hope the other team loses the football game so we can squeak out a victory. Like that's a, a cowardly way to coach. And I don't like I don't like saying that really, man. And I'm not trying to be shock value or anything like that, but you have to go and seize the moment, man. You know, you have to seize the day. That's what you have to do in order to win a lot of these football games, because your opponents are always very well prepared, generally, right? You know, they 
that's their full-time job as well. And if you just go out there and you're tentative with your play calling and, and you try to just coach to not make mistakes, man, it's, it's, it's difficult. And again, all this is contextual though, too. Like the football mm. team the Giants have leads to a more conservative approach, which is you know, Dave Gettleman's fault as well. That's why it's a collective just blame right now. But Joe Judge is not helping the issue either. And that's where I believe he's at fault. So speaking on that limitation of, of making it uh, a conservative approach, we're at this point Monday, we're recording the show. Daniel Jones's situation is up in the air. And when you're dealing with a neck injury, similar to a concussion, it's going to be, uh, you're going to be more cautious than, than any other injury. Same thing here for Mike Lennon, who's down the concussion protocol. We're at this point where, and I didn't even know this until they panned to him on the sideline, but Jake Fromm is now apparently the guy that that probably could be starting or could possibly be starting against the Chargers. So I, I would like to just kind of talk a little bit about this um, because we saw a lot of issues with Mike Lennon as a starting quarterback. And we talked about the the serious limitations that he provided when he had to step in and the mistakes that he made, the missed throws, uh, especially the interception he threw that really made absolutely no sense in his, in his general decision-making. But now we have Fromm stepping in and I am almost don't even really know how much that's going to impact things further because we haven't really seen Jake Fromm step in and play. It is a possibility that doesn't end up happening, but we're in a situation here where Fromm could be that guy against the chargers. That's incredible to me. Jake Fromm was on the practice squad behind Mitchell Trubisky last week. And the Giants scooped him up once they realized this neck injury of Daniel Jones may be a little bit more serious. You have Mike Glennon suffer a concussion. And you know what? I might have found the play. I was going through the film. He takes a shot to the head the first play of the second quarter from, uh, I think it's Van Ginkle, who it was a beautifully designed pressure package from Brian Flores where – 55 attacks the inside shoulder of Andrew Thomas, and then the nose kind of kicks over to the guard, just opening a wide open B gap where Van Ginkle just kind of loops inside from the outside. And you can see he hits Mike Glennon directly in the head, helmet to helmet. And I'm wondering, because after that play, his his I feel like Glennon missed a lot of throws and, and was just a little bit worse than what we saw earlier in the game, even though I believe the interception happened before that play as well, which he just got, he was feeling himself, you know, what, what can you say about Mike Glennon? He was feeling himself. He, he hit somebody for like a 17 or 18 yard gain. And then he, I think he was seven for seven too at that point or something like that. Yeah, he was, man. He was like, yo, dude, I'm cruising right now. And he just didn't expect Xavier Howard to sink that deep and you're, you know, targeting Darius. And dude, not to get off topic, but what has happened to Darius Slayton, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I, I think a lot of the problems that were reasons why he slipped to the sixth round have more or less revealed themselves, especially as the NFL gets a lot more, a lot more tape on him. But yeah, his, his stat line, ooh, seven targets, two receptions, 13 yards. That's it. <laughs> So Wait, that's his season stat line or the game? No, that was just to get that was okay. That was as the Giants' number two receiver. I'm just making sure that wasn't the whole season. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I don't think that's far off from his whole season. <laughs> it, it's, I think it's right. something that his best play was basically what, what was that? A, a wide receiver screen? Yeah, yeah, the wide receiver screen, but it was nothing really happened. And then he's also dropped like two passes. One of them wasn't really his fault. The other one, it came out a little bit early because Glennon was getting nailed, but it was a third and 10 that would have converted and he just can't hold on to it. And that's what you expect NFL wide receivers to do, kind of overcome less than ideal situations. And Darius Slate, man, I'm sorry to say this, he's proving to be not 
a reliable wide receiver right now. And I'm looking at John Ross and I'm looking at even Federal Cooper. And I'm like, dude, these guys are producing more than Darius Slayton. Like what the heck has happened to this kid? Yeah. I, I think he maybe he just took a lot of people by surprise his rookie year. And it, that might have just been a mirage. You know, it just a volume of targets. People were not expecting the giants to attack deep and they did a lot of deep attacks that, that year, uh, Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton's rookie year, because the Giants were playing from behind so much. And I think that that just took a lot of defenses by surprise. And now they know Darius Slayton is not a natural separator. They know the Giants' ball placement on deep throws. They're, first off, they're not going to attack deep all that often. So they can they can play Darius Slayton a lot more tightly. They don't really have to worry about too many vertical concepts. You know, the, the Giants aren't going going to be flooding you know, deep zones with three receivers. That's just not a thing that's going to happen. And yeah, it's it seems like he has regressed and the offense itself has regressed and the rest of the league has more or less caught up. Right, and, and continuing just to redirect to the Jake Fromm talk here. Like I, I feel like this is going to sound a little dramatic, but I think that we're officially this upcoming game. If Fromm has to start, that is absolutely the low point of this offense. We've got a 13 point performance. We've got a nine point performance in these back-to-back weeks with kitchens running the offense. Um, and now you've got, you had Glennon start last week, looks like crap against the dolphins. And we were talking about some of those issues and, things that appeared in the game and if some of that was impacted concussion wise it's really you know for us to not we can't really necessarily determine that but Jake Fromm if he comes in against the Chargers I think that that is really going to be the low point if you can only score nine points with um with with Glennon as a starting guy I almost wonder if they're even going to get on the board with Jake Fromm and a quarterback and again I know that sounds dramatic but Right now, things are not looking very good for an offense that's already been sputtering and, and it's losing or being put into an even more compromising position. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are going to have a huge rushing approach because the Chargers are a very good defense. They have incredible cornerbacks on the back end with Davis and then Asante Samuel Jr. But on the ground, they surrender about 140 rushing yards per game. I think they're just behind Houston for the worst in the league. And they're allowing a lot at home as well. So the Giants are going to attempt to run the football, but we've seen how that hasn't worked for them when they try to do it against, you know, even average competition. And with Jake Fromm as your quarterback, what are you going to do if you're Brandon Staley, one of the best defensive minds in football? You're going to load that box and be like, okay, try and throw on us, try and throw on us. And then I don't see how that's going to be successful. And you know what? <laughs> Hopefully Jake Fromm will even have a good grasp of the playbook by that time. You know, like this kid is new to the system. There's, I mean, man, dude, every time you think, that it can't get lower for the Giants. They always surprise us, you know? They, they always do. And this is injury-related. It's unfortunate, you know, for Daniel Jones's neck. It's unfortunate for Mike Lennon's head. But, I mean, Jake Fromm starting on the road against a Chargers team that is, you know, vying for playoff position in the a- in a tight AFC, that could be, a, that could be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and also, you've got the Chargers offense to worry about. Now, I know this was supposed to be a review of the Eagles game, or the Dolphins game, but... You know, I, I think we all kind of saw that. And 
Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I'm not sure how much really evaluation and digging into the tape we can add, we can do to add nuance to the fact that it was bad. The Giants' offense was bad. They were beat up. They w- looked inept. The defense did their best, but you know the the Dolphins are kind of rolling. Tua was dealing, and yeah, you know, it's really tough to win games with just your defense in the modern NFL. So looking ahead a little bit, the Chargers offense is right now one of the best in the NFL. I mean, Justin Herbert is, you know, all the Giants fans back in 2018 who were chanting suck for the duck when it looked like he was going to come out rather than going back to stay in school for the chance to play with his little brother. Those fans were right. Yeah, it really doesn't help that it, <laughs> I just think back to that, that if we were we were so close to one declar- early declaration away from, from basically probably having Justin Herbert if that was a possibility, um, but that's completely off the table now. He's just- First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.